1: Hey there, Cape Cod. It's high noon on Wednesday and time for another episode of Life with Gwen. We are a half-hour lifestyle show about everything that is a part of your life and we're broadcast live on Facebook. Um, or do that backwards. We're on Facebook Live. Today's show, we have as our guest, the Yarmouth Deputy Police Chief, Stephen X- XOROS, I practiced this so much.
0: It came out great. So
1: and um, and I hear everyone calls you uh, Deputy Chief X. DCX, so, yeah, whatever's well, easy. That that'll be easier. But it's a lovely name. It's just getting that uh, that middle syllable was was the tough part. Um, and I wanted to thank you for coming. Uh, originally, everyone, we were going to have a show on traffic safety, how to make you a safer driver and avoid accidents. And we will have that show eventually. But when I spoke to um, Deputy Chief, I, I said he said to me that the concern right now, the entire department and uh, the community's concern was with the terrible tragedy that happened in Parkland, Florida on February 14th when um, at the Marjorie Stonem Douglas High School when 17 people, 14 students and, and three staffers were shot to death and there were also a dozen, more than a dozen injured and it is a story that has touched so many and and has left us with questions about how we can um, have safer schools. It it, uh, has mobilized a generation of students as they reach out. So we have asked you to talk about that. And uh, tell me a little bit, sort of start at the beginning, tell me a little bit about the community reactions that you've heard. And uh, then we can talk a bit about uh, some of what happened during school vacation and what you'd like to see happen.
0: Absolutely. You know, when that day happened on Valentine's Day, we all felt the pain and the sadness, you know. And uh, the community reaction is typical, you know. Uh, Let's change laws, let's do this. Everybody's grasping for ideas. And it comes down to really for us, it's our job, our main mission is protecting the innocent. And uh, we can only imagine the horrible things that the police and the firefighters and the nurses that, and the teachers had to see that day. And the sad thing is we know it's going to happen again. So, you know, all the meetings, all the politics it doesn't really matter to us as police. We need to do things now. And uh, in Yarmouth and all over Cape Cod, but especially where I work, this is part of our heart. And no one is going to uh, injure innocent children in the schools in Yarmouth as far as we can do to make them secure and safe. You know, teachers should feel safe to teach, mm-hmm. and students and parents should feel confident and good that their children are in a safe place, and we need to make sure that that is safe.
1: I think also that in addition to to the fact that this is just a, a such a crime against humanity in yes. a big way yeah. is the fact that, who, who amongst us doesn't know, doesn't either have a student, a child, a grandchild, someone who's a teacher? You know, it's, it's probably our education system is one of the most connected uh, places that, that we are, uh, you know, that we are all a part of as a community. Well said, so, and, and um,
0: uh, it's a horrible tragedy, and it's happened many times, and, and that's why we have to stop it. Mm -hmm. and not wait for changes in a way we can stop it pretty much now and we're confident in the plan that we use and we've been doing what we've done which we're very proud of for 31 years you know 31 years in yarmouth we've had armed police officers in the schools working with the kids and um And I was one of them. And and I still remember those days, and I love those days. And, of course, the kids that I was working with, they're now in their 40s. So it's wonderful that we've made that connection.
1: And uh, I see a couple of comments coming up. I had uh, mentioned that people might uh, send us some. So I'm going to read these out, and then I'm going to uh, also uh, invite people, if you do have a question, um, to... Type it into us, and if we get more than we can handle for this session, we will uh, go in and, and try to answer them individually afterwards. So the the first uh, comment is from Edward Kusak, and he says, an excellent topic. We, yeah. we totally agree. And uh, uh, so this is, uh, oh, that's interesting, because we, we sort of answered this one already, but Julie Lipkin yeah. says, people are saying please should be posted in schools. What do you think? And
0: yeah, it's really what we believe in, and it's, it's a great question by Julie, um, our comment. Like I said, you know, a tragedy like this happens. It makes everybody think all across America, and it shouldn't be about politics, really. It shouldn't be about anything except protecting people. That's what we do. Like, you know, we're experts in a way in that. It's how we live our lives. So the first step that should happen we can have meetings. We can have protests. We can do anything, which is great. But the first thing that should happen is the schools should have a solid connection with their police. Mm-hmm. So you difference. guys,
1: that's that's Yarmouth and Dennis because uh, you have a joint district.
0: We have a joint district, and the Yarmouth police uh, enjoy our relationship with the school, and of course, um, the Dennis police. They are our brothers mm-hmm. and sisters. Uh, but you know, we do what we do in Yarmouth, and Dennis was, does what they do in Dennis. Mm-hmm. And uh it's important again, it shouldn't be about money. It shouldn't be about politics really. It should be about doing something right away. And and the comment is correct, you know, why not have police officers working with children, not in a let's say, guard role that we stand there That's what I was gonna ask you. Yeah, no, to you're there yeah. to help and, and talk so. and what we do is that's what we do. But when something happens well in the law enforcement there is uh, the concept of guardian and warrior. Mm-hmm. So as a police officer in America, you have to be both. You, you know, Most of what we do every day is help people.
1: So it's, it and goes along with that line of hope for the best, but prepare for the worst. Excellent. Yeah, so. and that's how we live our
0: lives. And we have to be ready for that.
1: OK, so we have someone who is writing in, uh, Poe McWilliams. And they are asking, what about no backpacks at school? Do you think that would Yeah, be
0: that's interesting. Uh, Schools can pass whatever, like, rules they want. I think that's a, probably a good idea, but I think some of the main, main steps are really um, having good school resource officers in uniform, working with the schools every day, uh, establishing that partnership and trust, and giving that guardian role, but also the warrior role if needed. Uh, backpacks and things like that, you know, you could have uh, metal detectors at entrances there's a lot of things you can do to have secure. There's a difference between security and safety. Mm-hmm. You really should have both. So, you know, there are schools in today's world that have doors that don't lock, and that's unacceptable, right. you know, not just exterior windows and doors. They need to be fortified, you know, sadly but mm-hmm. true, but also interior, because if a killer is in the school, they can get through the different rooms if they're not locked.
1: That's interesting. So, yeah, you yes. need to
0: take a good look at your building and the principal. So you
1: can lock it down. Yes, and,
0: and the teachers and staff. they whoever is, yeah, is need to practice. They need to practice mm-hmm. these drills. Mm-hmm. And you know what's horrible is they used to be called active shooter drills. We don't call them anymore. Now it's active killer drills because killers use not only firearms, but they could use a knife. Mm-hmm. They could drive someone over. It's so sad and horrible what can happen.
1: I should mention that I'm going to be asking you uh, primarily, uh, you know, I'm going to be asking you about what your myth is doing. And we realize, of course, that uh, with the setup of the show here, we we have one guest at a time. So my colleagues uh, in in the newsroom, the members of our news team, have been writing stories uh, for the past three days. This issue has been on page one, and they are talking to your counterparts in other in other towns to see what they're doing as well. So um, we're looking at the issue, and you can find that in the papers or in CapeCodTimes.com. And uh, before I go on to ask you a little bit more about what Yarmouth is doing, but uh, this is a great question. This is one that I I think of all the time. Jane Stone is asking, what can we do as citizens? I want to help, but I don't know what to do.
0: It's a great question. Two things. One, learn as a citizen, you know, see something, say something. So if you see something unusual, report it to law enforcement. And don't feel bad that it, it might be something that you're not sure about. Just, just let us know. Let us confirm or refute that it's something to be worried about.
1: Yeah, can you do that anonymously? Yes,
0: I... you can call and be, you know, who you are or just mm. do it anonymous, anonymously. If you see something, say something. I know it didn't work in Florida. And that's a shame, but it will work here. Uh, and, you know, the people that are out there that are thinking, well, that school resource officer in Florida did not engage the suspect. We don't know why. You know, we don't know the facts yet. But we do know, and we're very confident in Yarmouth, our officers are ready. Our officers are fully equipped, highly motivated. Mm-hmm. We love what we do. And we will engage the suspect. Should there be one? And of we the will end them. Threat? Yeah, we know yes. what to do, and we're confident. And, but, you know, what can a citizen do? One, see something, say something. But also, more importantly right now, support their schools and law enforcement, because it will come down to money.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: You know, like we're fortunate. We have police officers full-time in two of our schools every day.
1: They're and there all day?
0: All day. They have an office. They counsel. They, they teach. So they have that guardian role, but they also have the warrior role.
1: And you also told me about. Uh, I, we were talking about the fact that that uh, some of the communities talk. Uh, the you know the police are there and they have the officers, so they know what's happened in court over the weekend. They know if someone is going to has reason to be yes. particularly upset or is heading down a path that looks dangerous. Um, so there's a little check there that you, you know that's kind of, a
0: very good point. See, in law enforcement, we're on the front line. so. We see the troubles that are in people's homes, sadly. That's reality. Mm
1: -hmm.
0: Now, what happens in the community can happen in the school and vice versa. So our Mm. school resource officers, they know the pulse of the community. They bring that to school every day. There are so many troubled uh, children and families. I know because, first of all, I'm a parent myself. And... um, I was the school resource officer, and the I Actually,
1: the, don't remember that. I, I did. Know. Well, I yeah. had hair, Same. and
0: I, I think I had a mustache in those days. So that was a while ago. But I was so proud to do it. Now, and think back 31 years ago when we started. It was controversial. They didn't want a police officer in the school. And if there was going to be one, he better not have a gun. And here we are 31 years later. And we've been there every day since. And of course, yes, we have firearms. and. We have training, and we're going to stop someone from doing something bad.
1: And have you always had firearms? Because um, I noticed that one of the uh, recommendations you're making is that, that your school resource officers be in, in full gear.
0: Yes, good question. Um, our police officers, which was me back in the day, always have a firearm, always. So we've never been unarmed. Mm-hmm. The difference was when, when February 14th happened, chief frederickson who is our leader and uh you know he's he always says like look where where the parents like to him the chief and i our officers are our children we need to make sure they're properly equipped and trained because they have a very dangerous job mm-hmm. and um when it happened in in florida we just don't stay with what we always do we always want to evolve and we thought the next step was put our police officers that are in the schools in uniform mm-hmm. For several reasons. Number one, it gives them all their equipment. Okay. You know, when you're in plain clothes you might have a, a handgun yep. and you know, some gear, but in uniform you have everything. Like I have twenty two pounds of equipment that I wear. I wear body armor. I have everything that I need. Uh, so we want them to have all their gear. We also want people to know there's a police officer, and that's the person I can go to for help. So mm-hmm. if they're in uniform, they stand out.
1: Oh, yes. Yeah,
0: and also uh, let the students and the staff get to know what it's like to talk to a police officer in uniform.
1: And when you're yeah. in your body armor, you have at least a, a you know, a little more of a chance than you would have if you do have to engage someone who is, is on the attack.
0: That's a well said, and, and so. you know, the body armor that I wear uh, is, is great, but it will not stop a rifle.
1: Right, you brought something. Perhaps you want to show people, and then we're going to do some questions because everybody wants to. um, Everybody wants to talk to you, and I, you know, um, I have a few more questions, but we're going to. I love it. Can I answer that one? That's a great one. If you don't mind, Sean Mullaney says, "Would it make sense for schools to just have satellite police stations?" Yeah, that's a
0: great question, Sean. In a way, we do. You know. At uh, two of our schools, we actually have little police stations in our schools and the police officers uh, in and out. So, yes, it's a great idea to have satellite, let's say, police facilities in all the schools. That, I, I believe in that. It costs money. You know, someone has to pay for that police officer to be there. It mm-hmm. also, what can people do was an earlier question. You've got to change the culture. You've got to realize, look, it can happen here mm-hmm. on Sleepy Cape Cod. And how do you fix it? You just have to have the funding and the support to have police that are committed to doing good things, yes. in the schools and not be afraid of it, not be against it. And in Yarmouth, we don't kind of sit on the sidelines we get involved, mm-hmm. and it shouldn't be about money, right? I think What some is, of the is the life of a as student? Well work, are, are you know?
1: Yeah. Are, have been doing, uh, I know that the first story I did was actually Barnstable's working with the courts on, yes. um, and the and the schools on uh, what you're doing as well with the resource officers and um, it's it's interesting one thing that I see on your list and that I've been thinking about as well is years ago there was uh, a DARE officer, and that yes. was a federal program yes. um, but it was discontinued at least a decade ago yes. um, and I know that Although the focus of that was drugs, you know, it still established the relationship at the elementary level because it was a fifth-grade program. Yes,
0: well said. Dare, you know, drug abuse resistance education Mm -hmm. was a good idea. It put a uniformed police officer with a gun, you know, in the classroom setting to try to prevent drug abuse. Great idea, federally funded. When the funds got cut off, the programs pretty much stopped. Um, again that's about money it shouldn't be about money it's uh-huh. about children it's about innocent people what's the price what what is that worth it's worth everything but we believe better than a dare program really is a school resource officer
1: but you're talking about now moving them into the elementary level yes, as yes well.
0: we would love to see uh, in yarmouth school resource officers in uniform you know, friendly. That, that
1: would be an expansion. It would be an expansion. Of right now you're from at the middle school and the high school.
0: Yes. And it just takes the funding or the commitment to just do it. Yeah. And we're looking at ways to protect innocent children and teachers.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Teachers should teach. Children and parents should feel confident and safe. You know, imagine sending your child to school and worried that they're going to be murdered. That's reality.
1: It and is. And what are we
0: doing about
1: it? You know, it's interesting when dare started, I don't think that we had that framework of this could happen. I don't think until Columbine that we had this framework of no. of this could happen. And and now, you know, I part of me can't believe it's still happening, you know, after after Sandy Hook in yes. Newtown, Connecticut. Yes. I, I just couldn't imagine that that, that horror could happen yeah. again.
0: And, 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 and we know it's going to happen again. So that, those praying, elementary school. Yeah, praying that it's not going to happen does not work in reality. I can tell you quick things. Columbine, you're right, changed how we police. We used to arrive and surround and um, secure it until SWAT officers got there. Mm-hmm. Well, that doesn't work because people are getting killed. So now, since that day, we train different. Our first police officers, the patrol officers, they are going to gather up and go in. And if it's the first one, that's all you can get. That's what that officer is going to do. But they need to have their equipment, which is the body armor like I wear, but also like I brought, every one of our police cruisers now has this throwover because a rifle shot will go right through body armor also a rifle shot to my head god forbid mm-hmm. i won't survive right so you need something to stop the rifle this will stop it so our officers know they put this over their uniform
1: okay. quickly it's 22 pounds you said you no know, right? 22
0: pounds is what i weigh now oh. extra oh and okay. that's so another that's 20 a... pounds yeah and then we, i have an adjustable helmet that will protect my head so in reality... So it's
1: in the car, first responder. They yeah, you now police
0: officers, and... what's the safest thing? It's to walk around like this all the time. Yeah, but is that really what we want to see? Not really. Yeah. But in an emergency, mm-hmm. the town of Yarmouth spent a lot of money, thank God for the taxpayers who fund it, to give us all this equipment. And our officers are going through that door, and they're going to stop the violence. Mm-hmm. And remember, it's not only an intruder. I'm sorry, you know, an outsider that comes in, but it could be a student in the school.
1: Right. And
0: you have to be ready for
1: both. I'm going to read a few comments now and, and questions. Uh, hold up the one that came in first. <laughs> uh-huh. So, uh, it, okay. From Nancy Holland, yes. we hear mental illness yes. is also a huge issue and broken families. Yeah, so much um, uh, mm-hmm. so much red tape if, uh, if a kid has issues. And then Robin Conaway says, "What can we do to be proactive yeah. about relieving the stress our kids are yeah. under?"
0: I can. I love to do both. If you don't mind, sure. yes, please. The stress, do. you know, make the player, sure they're not yeah. doing violent video games. Any parent that's letting their child excessively use violent video games, that's a bad thing. You know, exercise, go to the beach, play with pets, hmm. do things like that to alleviate alleviate stress. That's important. Uh, the other one um is very important the mental health issue not only for children for adults as well we know in yarmouth and all over america there are people with mental health illnesses walking the streets and they get treatment and they get medication and they do all the things that they can to help them but they are out a lot of them living their life like they should with a mental illness that's not a crime Mm -hmm. But are they taking the meds that they're supposed to? Sometimes they don't. So anyone that's mentally ill, that's not a crime, God bless them, but they need to be helped. Um, And there's a lot of students in today's world that suffer from mental illness in school, and we need to do everything we can to address those issues. But besides that, remember, what is going to stop someone who's, not mentally ill, who gets a license to carry a firearm or not, there's nothing, no indication, but that person on that day gets angry and does something horrible. So you have to be prepared for that. That's why changing the laws doesn't solve that issue. What solves that or what will give you your best defense is schools that know how to lock down, Mm -hmm. students and staff that train, and also that armed police officer who will stop the threat, and studies have shown that someone that's challenging a school, they're looking for a school that has no weapons, they're they're really cowards most of the time, and a uniformed armed police officer is something that they do not normally want to take on. So those are the things that we believe in, to have Mm -hmm. that police presence, but not just as as a warrior, but there to help.
1: Now, our next question, I think, might be uh, more for um, school officials than for police, but let's give it a try. Uh, Susan Griswold writes, allow students to hold prayer meets in the yeah. school.
0: Yeah, a great question. You know, um, I can only speak on opinion, you mm-hmm.
1: know.
0: On opinion, I think, uh, you know, um, uh, praying to anyone that you believe in is a good idea, but I can tell you, my personal and professional opinion, I love seeing the students do the Pledge of Allegiance every morning. Mm-hmm. I go to the schools every Friday. I do the Pledge of Allegiance with them. I help raise our American flag. And, you know, that's part of, in my opinion, patriotism. It's part of discipline to a certain extent. But people can have thoughts pro or con on that.
1: And it, it's sort of a uh, um... It sort of transcends all religions the patriotism because it's just part of being an american so. I, I
0: believe yeah the flag means so much to me mm-hmm. it stands for freedom and, you know wherever you go in in the world it doesn't matter if you're in iraq I, afghanistan israel germany when the american flag is seen everybody knows that means freedom they may not like it but it means freedom and it means a lot to me personally.
1: Well and, I, I uh, should say that uh, Deputy Chief Exaros that many of us in the Cape community uh, know you as a person whose son died fighting for his country, your 21-year-old son Nicholas, and you've uh, helped with other people to create such a legacy for him through uh, several organizations that raise money and support veterans in our communities um, and I know we've we've heard that a lot so perhaps you'd like to just mention you recently had did you not uh, uh, Nick's big ride was that recently every
0: July yeah oh. you know we lost Nick uh, July 23rd 2009 at 21 you know marine on the ground going to help his Marines in combat and he died and so did the driver of his truck and and the gunner who lost his leg and and the corpsman who uh, had brain damage, you know, it was a horrible thing. But uh, it's part of our American freedom. It's part of our story. And what we do is we try to raise funds and awareness to, to to help people. It's not about really about Nick. It's really about service and sacrifice and what we can do to help people. And it kind of ties into school security. You know, uh, Nick and Marines and all servicemen, it's similar to law enforcement. Mm-hmm. It's uh, – Serving, you know, others before self, and I believe in that.
1: I know yeah. where you have a long family uh, tradition of that. Um, we're going to get to another comment in okay. just a second, but I wanted to say that you're also kind of uniquely positioned on, on this issue of uh, guns and whether teachers should be armed yes. uh, because you you have um, a son who is a kind of son in the military, you have a son who is working at the police department in yes. Yarmouth and then two daughters who are studying to be educators. Yes. So you have both the police and, and, and teachers and, yes. you know, I know that your department stance was, uh, in Cindy's story today, was, was not for Army teachers, but uh, why don't you tell me just a little bit yeah, about what you think. great
0: question. You know, um, yes, uh, you know, myself being a police officer, my son Alex being a police officer, Nicholas being a Marine, my daughters hopefully being teachers someday, my former wife Lisa works in the school system. We're about service. We're not about money. It's about serving others. Uh, myself, my personal opinion with guns, I hate guns. Yeah, I carry a gun every day, on duty, off duty. I need it to protect myself, but more importantly, or just as important, to protect the community. You know, if I'm on duty, I'm going to risk my life and save someone's life. Mm-hmm. If I'm off duty, I'm going to do the same thing. Uh, that's how I'm built. That's how my parents raised me. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I personally I don't I, I don't like them they're violent but it's part of America so we I personally stay out of politics but if a t- in Massachusetts the law would supersede no one can have a firearm on school property in Massachusetts unless it's law enforcement or with permission of the principal that's the law okay so if teachers wanted to be trained in you know properly how to carry and uh know what to do because there's a lot more than just carrying a gun. First of all, if they don't know where to put it and secure it, uh, and shooting at a paper target, that's not what we do. You know, you have to know when to shoot when not. There's a lot to carrying a firearm legally, safely. But again, you know, I think it's not a bad idea if they were well trained and they wanted to, but there's a lot so, to so that. it's interesting. Yeah. We
1: have a comment from Nance Holland. It says teachers should be allowed to take a um, CCW. That must be like a, a weapons yes, carry class, like yeah. and um, a, and carry a gun if they choose. Yeah,
0: it's an interesting topic. Now think about it. If you are in rural Western Mass, you know, by the time police get there, there could be one police officer in that town. There are small towns in Massachusetts. And then think or about on the islands either. Yes, or in Texas, you know. Mm-hmm. So sometimes it's where you're at. You
1: I hadn't know. thought of it. Yeah.
0: Where really just, in yeah. Yarmouth, we're fortunately we know that law enforcement is first of all there. Right. And second of all, more are coming. And they're coming through the door. Right. And they'll stop the threat. Mm-hmm. But uh, I'm not against teachers being armed, but you have to have the law that to do it. And if it does happen, clearly trained and not just enough to shoot and be accurate at a paper target. But they need to know how to act and react when someone's shooting at them, and that's really our profession.
1: Obviously, there's been a lot of conversation socially um, about this, and and uh, I am sometimes surprised because people say I would just shoot them in the hand or shoot no, them in the yeah, knee, really? and I think yeah. how very difficult that would be yeah. with someone shooting back at you. Wow,
0: let me talk about that. Yeah, we're never trained to do
1: that. It's a center on, mass now. Yeah, right?
0: the hands on. T- that's on TV and TV uh-huh. world. But in real life, yeah, we're shot or taught to shoot, if we have to, for center mass of what is available. Yes. So center mass of someone standing there would be here. Yeah. But center mass of someone behind cover might be their head, you know. Mm-hmm. And God forbid if we have to do it, but we're ready to do it. Remember, we're the ones that do that, you know. Firefighters don't do that. Military doesn't do that in America. Uh, teachers normally wouldn't do that. It's law enforcement.
1: So you, you think if there ever was such a program, it would definitely be something where it would be a volunteer program, not a requirement. Because, I would say
0: volunteer and yeah. it has to be highly trained and regulated. Yes.
1: Uh, let's see what we have here. Um, uh, uh, do you think
0: mass needs a AOT law? Florida has the Baker Act and it should be have been used on cruise james west i'm not sure do you know what that means i
1: i'm not sure what the aot law is maybe we can get a little clarification on that um if you want to it could be a mental health
0: could be mental health well i want to
1: ask you one thing um obviously when someone is breaking the rules is is you know maybe injuring other students and um i'm not sure exactly why he was expelled but it it occurs to me that when a student who is a problem student is expelled that you then don't have any kind of daily check on how they're doing.
0: Well, you are on a hot topic. It's on my list as well. So, first thing would be to have armed, friendly, uniformed school resource officers at every school. All you need is the funding and the commitment. Uh, make sure your schools can be locked. Some don't. They need to have locks. And you know, is that resisting. a very
1: big financial commitment? I would think it might be. It, it
0: is, but again. It doesn't, what's the cost? What, no, I'm know? not, you know, How, I'm just saying. Is it, are we supposed to let three people die a year? It, yes. You know, no, we pay whatever it costs. Right, really. okay. Uh, but um, when it comes to, you know, mental health issues, there's so many. And again, it's not a crime to be mentally ill. I have someone that calls my office pretty much every week and threatens to kill me. And I know who it is, I've never met him. I've talked with him since. We've been to his home probably 30 times as police. So it's a good example, perhaps, of what that caller was talking about. So law enforcement goes to homes of mentally ill people a lot, and we try to help them. And we bring them, let's say, to the hospital for evaluation, and they get the treatment they need, but it doesn't mean they stay there. Mm -hmm. So this man who threatens to kill me and calls me every name in the book, Calls my son, Nicholas, every name in the book. I have to listen to that every week. Uh, He's mentally ill, and when I call him, he apologizes, and he says, I'm mentally ill, deputy. I'm off my meds. I'm sorry. And then the next day, he'll call and threaten to kill me. Uh, So that's an example of mental illness in the community. We've brought him to the hospital many times, and God bless him.
1: Okay, so here we have assisted outpatient treatment is what AOT is, okay. and it's a court ordered treatment including medication.
0: Yeah, that's that's a great thing because, um, again, in America we have to be careful because yeah, I'm a police officer. I enforce the law. I, you know, I arrest bad guys. Let's say, but I do a lot of good too. But you know what? No one should have their rights violated. Right. We were like, talking about yeah, this just before you. we
1: went live, really. and, and it is such a struggle to be able to live in a society where we are innocent until proven guilty, and yet not have to wait until um, not have to wait until tra- someone does something yeah, until so, there's a tragedy. To, so
0: when they peel it back, like in this, we don't name the suspect ever. You'll mm-hmm. never hear us name that murder. We would never give that man credit so I won't mention his name, but when you peel it back, yes, there were times that they visited that family, and maybe they did take them to court for mental health treatment, Mm -hmm. but something has to happen to make it stick, Mm -hmm. and that's probably an area that needs a lot of work. But again, that's not going to happen tomorrow, but what we can do tomorrow is we can have a commitment to have our schools secure, and that just takes cooperation with law enforcement. And and I can see why it
1: would be very Very helpful to have an officer in the school because, as you say, it could potentially come the threat from within. Although, um, you know, hopefully you would, there would be someone who would notice if if it were uh, a an assault rifle that someone was bringing to to school. Uh, Yeah,
0: anything. You know, when I was the school resource officer, so many things that kids and teachers would tell me, and we we built a bond. You know, and. I'm thankful for that, Yes. And, uh, but also everybody knew kind of, there's Officer X, he's our friend, but boy, mm-hmm. if we break the law, then right. he's going to do what he needs to do. And, and I'm think, sure that
1: people who might not have been uh, comfortable going someplace else, if they were worried about someone, could come to you and say, you know, I'm really worried. Uh, all the students in, in Florida, they said, we don't have to ask who it was. You know, They yes. knew who it was. I remember
0: one time a, a young man came to me and said, Officer X, don't tell anybody, but I'm supposed to be in a big fight in about an hour. <laughs>
1: could you help me out? Yes, could
0: you be there so yeah. it doesn't happen? So there's yes. things that we do
1: Absolutely. that you can't
0: measure. And, and the officers that are in our schools, God bless them, all over the Cape, you know, all over the Cape, like you talked about, police are doing something. And we're just saying, let's make sure we are all you know, have the right culture to, to secure our schools and protect the innocent children it can happen right now, so we have to be there to protect them.
1: I know we're running over; the producers are, are writing at me, but I want to quickly deal with two last questions. And uh, one of them has to do—you know—we're seeing those students in Florida, in Parkland, Florida, come out strong and and make specific uh, proposals, uh, primarily to um, to to basically have gun control that eliminates assault rifles mm-hmm. that are to kill people. Um, what, uh, what if anything, is the department's position on that? Yeah, we,
0: we know that on March 14th, you know, DY children will be involved with something like that. That's why I personally try to stay out of politics. I like that children are coming forward and trying to do something. Mm-hmm. And whether it's to pass a new law or ban something, that's that's good. It's interesting. However, I don't think they should be leaving school to do it, but that's up to the school and them. Mm-hmm. But I would love to see those same kids at the school committee meeting that night asking for you know school resource officers, asking to make sure that our schools have lockdown drills, asking to make sure that the doors lock. You know, um, So countrywide, that's, those are good mm-hmm. things to see children involved with, but boy, make sure your own school has what it needs. protect yourself so
1: for the folks who are asking us what can I do how can I you know make a difference here here's one way in in Yarmouth and and perhaps those opportunities uh, will exist or people can make them in other towns. Um, so I think that's an important way of looking at it as well. You did kind of sidestep there on, on the question of uh, assault rifles, and, and there's some interesting news. I believe it was Dick Sporting Goods today that said they will no longer sell assault rifles or large capacity clips, and that they won't sell guns to anyone who's under 21. Yeah. It's just their their choice as a business. So. Yeah.
0: It's it's a very interesting topic, and it's a hot topic. You know, rifles, like semi-automatic, fully automatic, that's what we carry, and you know, semi-automatic rifles. Uh, they're not clips. They're magazines. Some people feel, why should you have a 30-round magazine, maybe just a six-round? So there's all kinds of ways we can maybe help things become safer. Mm. But my point is that's not going to happen today.
1: Right. So first, first.
0: First thing is tighten up ourselves. Lock now. Doors first. You know, we're then, the yeah. chiefs of police. We can do it. And one thing to give credit to is the Dennis Yarmouth School Committee. The Dennis Yarmouth School Committee and District 31 years ago came on board. They pay for our police officers. and And that should be something that they should be credited for. Remember, when I walked in that door with hair and a mustache, they didn't even want me to have a gun, you know. Now people understand the world that has changed. it's just a tool, yep. you know, we don't ever want to use it, but we can and we should if we have to.
1: Deputy okay. Chief, thank you so much for coming. I do want to mention, oh, now they're writing me notes about <laughs> this. We've got to wrap up. We'll answer questions individually in the comments section on this, this show, on this Life with Gwen show. Patty, that's upside down. That's not fair. (laughs) Um, And uh, you can see all episodes um, of this show, and um, you can also listen to the podcast if that's more convenient. What you need to do is go to CapeCodTimes.com slash life with Gwen, two ends, and you can uh, either get the video there or you also can go to the site. You can add the word podcast, and you can follow the podcast. So thank you so much for being here. I'm not surprised at these questions. We anticipated that people would have a lot of questions as we all struggle with a very difficult difficult topic.
0: It's a horrible topic. And thank you for having us. And just to add, if the public has any questions of the Yarmouth Police, please call us, email us, Facebook us. It's important to have dialogue. It's important to be educated and have facts, not rumor facts. Mm I think the bottom line, we all want the same
1: thing. We do. So thank you, Deputy Chief. And for all of you out there, join us next week. We'll get back on the half-hour schedule.
0: Just going to run this dog to see if we can find any type of uh, human remains that are left. Listen to Where Secrets Go to Die, The Disappearance of Derek Hennigan.